Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, the podcast that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. And this one's going to do that. This one's going to take you back to the years 1983 and 1984, because I have a very talented Mark Dotson on the show today. If you were like me and many others out there, and you grew up watching Star Wars and the Gremlins movies, then this interview is definitely for you, because we're going to go back to the year 1983, where he voiced Salacious Crumb for Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Even though Salacious had a pretty minor part in the movie, he's one of the standout characters, I think, for the franchise. For me, at least. I don't know about you guys. Amazing, amazing character. And Mark definitely gave him life. And then we'll also take you back to the year 1984, where he voiced the majority of the Gremlins and the Mogwai in Gremlins. Here's some audio from one of my favorite scenes from the movie, where they're singing the Snow White song, and that's actually Mark singing it. Of course, he also came back and voiced the majority of the Gremlins and Mogwai for Gremlins 2, the new batch. And in this one, he voiced Daffy, George, and Lenny. And here is some audio of Mark's character, Daffy. <laughs> but of course, make sure to check us out online, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All of the links are on the website. Remember those five-star reviews on iTunes. Those really do help out. And please check out our Patreon and donation tab on the website if you want to help us out financially. And also remember to mark on your calendar this coming up July. We're going to do a little fan get-together for Saturday Morning Rewind, all you listeners out there. So if you want to meet up with me and other fellow cartoon lovers out there, it's going to be coming up this July 13th. That's a Thursday, probably around 6 p.m.-ish. And uh, of course, that's the day before the D23 Expo. So if you're there for that, I'd love to see all you guys at the little get-together. I have some free merch to give you from Saturday Morning Rewind. I have a really cool custom-made pin that I just got made, and I love it. Can't wait to give it to you guys. But uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Here is my interview with Mark Dotson. Thank you for asking me to do this. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And I, I mean, I grew up loving your, your crazy character voices, so this is going to be a lot of fun. All right, good. <laughs> About the, the gremlins and um, yep. Salacious. Yeah, yep, exactly. Okay. How did you... Um, okay, so before you started your voiceover with uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, what were you doing before that? No, I was uh, I was trying to get into the film or TV business. I wanted to direct, really film more than anything. I wanted to direct and produce. And that's how I ended up doing voiceovers, though. Because I was pretty much willing to do anything. That was kind of the plan. 
in the 70s, in the late 70s, mm-hmm. was I'll go and take a job doing anything at a studio and work my way in and up. And so, yeah, so I went out to L.A. from St. Louis and um, was willing to do whatever and to get into the film business as far as, you know, get a job emptying trash cans or anything. Well, I ended up getting a job working with Lucasfilm um, as a laborer uh, to work out at Skywalker Ranch started and, and while I was doing that the goal was something would open and I would be brought over into production so you're pretty Call much it. you were just like a carpenter then just doing odds and ends things around yep. the ranch yeah I started at um in San Rafael at what was called the Kerner company now big Lucasfilm fans will know the Kerner company probably but it's where ILM was and they were building a sound studio for Ben Burt, which was to be Sprockets. And um, I that was the first thing I did was labored on that building, carried the lumber, wow. swept up. And I was right there on the lot with ILM and everybody. So, you know, as time went on, I was, I don't know, probably about a year. Ben Burt was looking for voices. Uh-huh. And it had gone around that I kind of because i did an impersonation since i was a kid yeah and um people heard them and it got around and well that wasn't really a, there was no goal there but then it came up well, why don't you try out for some voices for this new movie for uh first it was first ben called me in to his studio in san anselmo little small studio there and had me say be good Phone home, all these things. Well, oh, I didn't no. know it at the time, but I was I was auditioning for ET. Wow! I didn't get I didn't get it, but that was my first audition, and I didn't realize what I was auditioning for until I went to the screening with the cast and crew, <laughs> because ILM and and Ben was doing the sound, and ILM was doing the effects, and it was Spielberg, and I'm sitting there, and I go, oh, that's what I was auditioning for that I didn't get, <laughs> but, <laughs> but so um. You know, it's a, it was a lot of in the right place at the right time. And um, I, I found in this business to be in the right, well, really in anything, to be in the right place at the right time, you need to be every place all the time. And then, you know, so if you can kind of keep moving around mm-hmm. and uh, be there when they're looking. And so anyway, then then later on, Ben liked what I had done on the audition. I didn't get used, but... He said he'd call me back for other stuff, and he did. And um, he called me back on, on when he was working on Return of the Jedi. And I was really there to try out for uh, Admiral Akbar. Yeah, I heard that. That's crazy. Yeah. And the it was such a wordy script, and I was holding it in my hand. And it was where the Death Star comes up, and Admiral Akbar is describing how they're going to go in and destroy the Death Star. Uh, when the, the hologram comes up, it's that scene mm-hmm. and I blew I I got so nervous and I, um, started shaking and I literally couldn't read the copy because <laughs> there was no stand. <laughs> I'm working in the studio now that I had labored to build, <laughs> um, auditioning. Uh-huh. And, um, so I, I told Ben, I'm, I'm so nervous. Can I shake this off? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. So I walked away from the mic and I went over in the kind of just, I don't know, 10 feet away 
I kind of walk over and I went, <laughs> and I'm shaking the paper. And I came back and he he looks at me. He comes out from behind his podium, says, give me the script. And he took the script and walked away. And as he's walking away, I thought, wow, I just offended Ben Burke. Yeah, I'm yeah, dumb. yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> He turned around when he got to the podium and said, you know what you just did over there? I've got a character that that's going to be perfect for. We're going to forget Admiral Akbar and just do a bunch of that today. Wow. And there, and there, and then they, and that ended up being Salacious Crumb, um, which is Jabba the Hutt's little cackling. <laughs> the little side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. all the... Now, what would your Admiral Akbar sounded like? Do you remember what you would have done? Um, I, well, he was an admiral mm -hmm. and I do remember, I didn't, it was kind of a, you know, an admiral Akbar would be kind of this kind of a guy, an admiral, you mm -hmm. know, uh, I would have done him kind of this way and, but which is kind of close to what they ended up. It really is. Yeah. Doing, you know, um, right. Everybody would kind of do an admiral has to sound, you know, noble. He's an admiral. He's not just a captain. He's an admiral. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's where I would have gone with it. But you know, I'm kind of glad that it went that way because then that led to Gremlins. Yes, and if I had yes. done Admiral Akbar and probably not gotten the part, <laughs> I was green. I mean, I was you know probably not gotten the part, and that would have been the end of it. Yeah, but that's, that's so true. But, yeah, and, and you'd but, be stuck uh, doing animal voices for the rest of your life. You wouldn't be this crazy gremlin guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> I do. It's true. It's true. I uh, yeah, the gremlin thing. People like the gremlins. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll definitely get there. But uh, so you your know? your audition for Salicious Crumb, I heard that turn into the actual audio we hear in the movie too. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's we did about twenty minutes of it there in in that studio. Um, over in San Rafael, Ben kind of directed, you know, gave a uh, scene kind of that, not that really we're in the movie. Um, he told me that this, he said, okay, this creature looks, he's kind of part monkey, part rat and part bird. And we're just going to do a lot of things in that voice that you did the cackle in. So he described things and that ended up being the sound he found. I would say we went for about 20 minutes and, mm. you know, he found like 10, 15 pretty good seconds in there. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, <laughs> that he just used that. Yeah. It was all wild. We, I didn't do that to picture as usually is done. Yeah. That's, that's so true. So, yeah. So he went and found it and made it fit and probably cut it here and there to tighten it and the things he needed to do to make it work. Ben's a, incredible ben burt we're talking about mm -hmm. uh, incredible sound man one of the greatest of all time without a doubt what about the uh set? So i owe it all to ben i mean really ben and 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 um i'm glad mr lucas liked it enough to let it be in the movie so and then the guys that made salacious uh chris Wallace, tony mcveigh those guys I really add this whole lifetime in this business now to that, to mm -hmm. Salacious Crumb and those guys. He really does stand out. Out of all the crazy <laughs> characters in the movie, he really does stand out. 
he does. He, he's got a few good seconds on screen, and, <laughs> and uh, people remember him. Yeah. If they don't know his name, they at least, if I say, you know, the little guy with Jabba, oh, yeah, I never <laughs> knew his name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. I'm sure, I'm sure you know the story about how he got his name, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. Do you want to tell it? <laughs> um, actually, do you, you probably know it better than I do. No, who was it? One I of the, forget uh, who. Yeah, I forget. Two of the guys went out drinking. They were told to come up with a name for right. their for their crazy right. new character, and uh, like they went through pints and pints of beer, and yep. uh, I guess his shoelace was untied, and so he went yes. to tie it, and that's where it, his name came from: a shoelace. That's right, <laughs> shoelace. That's exactly right. He said, "I need to tie my shoelace." And they said, salacious, because, well, I guess he slurred it a bit. <laughs> yeah, after exactly. All the <laughs> and they said, he said, no, shoelace. And then I guess one of them said, that salacious, that'd be a great name for that little guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, but that's the story, yeah. Wow. Yeah, how, how you know. That's how I named my kids. <laughs> of course, yeah. No, my my daughter, my daughter Audrey, I did the same exact thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, and what about the uh, sets for Star Wars? I'm assuming since you were there, you were able to visit the sets as well. Uh, a little bit on the the stages um, over at ILM. Yeah, uh, and when they would do something really big, if you were around, they'd let you know, "Hey, we're gonna blow." Like I remember one; it was uh, they're working on at ILM. Um, oh, what was the Poltergeist? Oh yeah, yeah, and I yeah, and that was one where. They had that the house in Poltergeist. You remember it at the end, it blows up and gets sucked down uh-huh. into the hole. Yeah. Well, they were doing that, and then they said, "Hey, we're going to blow up this house and suck it down into a hole today." Anybody <laughs> wants to come watch? Wow. So yeah, so um, it was a big model on a on a board like plywood, hmm. and with a hole in it, and it was over that, and they had the shop vacs all under there. And they put little charges in that model house, and it was, I would say, uh, four feet tall, about four feet, five feet high. And they blew it up and turned on the shot vacs and sucked it down, and it worked. <laughs> That's that scene. That's crazy. Uh, the, the Death Star, when they, when they were setting up to, to do the scene where they blow up the Death Star for Jedi, they were flying. You know, we went in and watched them do the flyovers, and yeah, it was fun. I bet. Uh, I mean, it's the yeah. Hollywood magic that I just would love to just visit and watch. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's amazing. And I was, uh, I mean, it's great memories to have been there, you know? Yeah. What about any, uh, do you have any merchandise or props from the movie itself? A uh, piece of the, I, uh, I've had a piece of the Death Star, wow. um, little piece from the, when they fly over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the flat surface. Um, Gremlin that from Rick Baker from Gremlins Two, the <laughs> believe it or not, it's funny the the salt and pepper shaker from Gremlins Two when they're in that crazy. It was when we did Gremlins Two. It was a time when theme restaurants were really big. So uh-huh. Joe Dante thought it would fun be funny to have a Canadian themed restaurant in New York. <laughs> it's a ridiculous scene. Uh, <laughs> that's what that's all about, and. Um, you know, take it as far as you can with the whole themed restaurant deal. And I don't, they didn't really, didn't, didn't go so well. I, that the Canadian thing definitely didn't work. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, there's big salt and pepper shakers sitting on their table. And okay. I 
Joe gave me those. Oh, that's hilarious. Know. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I think you should have these. I think you should have these salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> 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 okay. That's kind of Joe. You know, I just kind of gets up here one, and then he comes back down here. <laughs> but I love Joe Dante. He's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's fun to work with. Hopefully, I get to work with him again soon. Yes, I would hope so. Yeah, they're talking about a Grumman's 3. I know. I was going to get there near the end of it, and I yeah. I hope that happens. Well, yeah, I do too. I think it'd be great. And hopefully they don't they don't go full CG with it. I don't think they will. I think they learned from Star Wars. Yeah. That bands want the practical, yes. and you can tell the difference. Oh, yeah, and for sure. Especially with the Gremlins. I mean, the difference between a Muppet type of Gremlin puppet and CG, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, honestly, the Gremlins look, even from the early 90s, they look better than any CG I see nowadays. Yeah, well, they're really there. There's something to be said about that. Yeah, for, yeah. For the, you feel it. Um, they're really there. Um, the actors are able to really work off of the character rather than just imagine he's there. Here's mm-hmm. a stick. Look at this stick. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, so I think it makes a big difference. Yeah. Tell me about the, uh, the first grandma's movie. What was that experience like for you? Were you actually there on the set doing the voices or did you guys record like in a studio? <laughs> no. Um, oh, well, get a drink of coffee. It's, it's about 11 o'clock <laughs> here in St. Louis on Saturday morning. Um, let's see. For okay, for Gremlins, that was um, we did that to picture. So they okay. had already shot the film. Okay, it, it's it's fully it's been shot completely, and then we went, you know, one ten seconds at a time where there's Gremlins. Um, we go through it and do it to picture, and that was um, it was crazy. They were Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it was basically look at, well, Howie Mandel is uh, Gizmo. Frank Welker is Stripe. Mm-hmm. I'm the majority of the rest of the Gremlins and okay. Gremlins 1. Um, Gremlins 2, same people. Howie, myself, Frank, Kirk Thatcher. Uh, but Gremlins 1, it was my first time, I would, it was my first time on an ADR stage. And it was overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was, I'm kind of putting myself back there, but it was amazing. And, you know, we do it to picture and, uh, there's a scene and you say, okay, what, what's partly as you look at how his mouth is moving. Well, Romans are a little limited. They're kind of, yum, 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 up, 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 you know, it's like, <laughs> so that kind of dictated a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you know, if one's laughing and you, <laughs> you know, and, and then Mark Mangini's the sound man on it. And then he might leave some of them the way you do it and take some and pitch them up a little bit. You need to just go five, 10 seconds at a time through the movie and bring the gremlins to life after the puppeteers have done their work. And it's, it's fun. It's, um, there's plenty of time to. Pretty much something like that is fun because you do something and if it gets a reaction out of Joe and Mike Fennell and all the people that are there, if if Howie laughs or then it's like, OK, that worked. <laughs> if you don't get any kind of reaction at all, it's like, OK, what are we going to do here? This isn't working, uh-huh. you know. 
So that's fun. You know, you're basically trying to make each other laugh on, on a movie like that. You know, so, yeah, I, I really like Gremlins 1 mm. and 2, but I like Gremlins 1, the look, the feel, the best. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, the second one, I, I was a good age for the second one to come out. I think it was around 10. So I still okay. loved the second one. But the first one just has, it just sets everything up, sets up the characters. And it's just more, there's more character in the first one, I guess. Yeah, even though they, like, with Gremlins 2, they, they gave them more of a look. Yeah, they, they did. They each had kind of their own look. Yeah. But there's something about one. Yeah. That, Yeah. And something about that theater scene or Snow White, I just, I just love that oh, scene. God, I love that scene. <laughs> okay, so when so as I said, I'm watching the movie like you would, uh-huh. like any moviegoer would, as we're going along. And okay, watch this scene. See, we'll watch maybe two, three, three minutes of however long a scene is, three minutes, and um, and then we'll go back and and okay, let's try this, this, this. We'll pick out like I'll do that one. How I'll, I'll do that one. Um, okay, and then we go back and do it the little bit of time. So when that scene came on, that was one where I literally I'm sitting there watching. All of a sudden, we take over the theater. Okay, all that's going on. Then the seven dwarfs come up, and I remember saying, "Oh my god!" And Joe and those guys are like, "What?" And I said. I'm in a movie with the seven dwarfs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I was like, this is awesome. (laughs) And they're like, yeah. And, uh, oh, there's my dog at the door. Come on, Crystal. Um, they're like, yeah. And and I remember Joe saying, yeah, not only that, but you're going to sing the hi ho thing with them. (laughs) And I went, oh, wow. I'm, I'm in Disney heaven. (laughs) You You made it big. Finally. Yeah, I was, just, oh my gosh, I was just, I couldn't believe I'm, that's one of my great things, that and same thing happened on Gremlins 2, only it was, I can't believe I'm in a movie with Christopher Lee. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, um, I'm 57 years old. Uh-huh. So that gives you an idea. I grew up on Christopher Lee. Oh yeah. And, and was the first generation of, I guess the first of, of Snow White. Mm-hmm, and the seven mm-hmm. dwarfs and <clears throat> so like <clears throat> like star wars stuff is in kids faces today at the store the, the seven dwarfs were in our faces all the time mm-hmm. when we were kids you know so yeah um and then christopher lee i love bella lugosi i you know the walls of my castle are broken oh yeah shadows are yes, many yes. yes and uh, listen to them children of the night what music they make I loved Bella, and he was one of the people I impersonated as a kid. Oh wow! And then, and then, of course, Christopher Lee was the Dracula of the '60s. Mm-hmm. So, and in the '60s, so you know, we loved Bella, but then Christopher Lee was the cool Dracula. You know? That's true. Was, yeah, yeah, he was just too cool. So, being in in Gremlins Two with Christopher Lee. You know, if one of them should get away, there'll be the most appalling publicity. <laughs> you know? it, oh, yes. And if they eat a child or two, we can't let them get away. <laughs> you know? If they eat a child or two, that'd be the most appalling publicity. 
he had the best line in the movie. That oh, I thought that was the best line. Great, yeah, great. It's funny because even though the first movie I think is better and I enjoyed it a lot more, your character Daffy is my all-time favorite gremlin in both <laughs> movies. I love Daffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Daffy. That was one they showed us. We watched. Now, on Grumman's 2, we actually went and screened the film, The Rough Cut, before we then went okay. and worked on the soundstage. So that was the day before we started. And when we screened it, and I was like, oh, Dad, I, I wanted to be him. And then, so they said his name is Daffy, and I saw the way he acted, and I was like, well, Daffy Duck. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yes. Listen, Buster, certainly. But then I just went, well, Daffy Duck, but as a, <laughs> you know, just a little more edge to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's how Daffy came along. But isn't he a great, yeah, he's a great. It's amazing. And, then, by uh, and Gremlin. Yeah, I was watching it last night again, and the animatronics are oh. just impeccable. His eye is just moving constantly, and it's amazing. Yeah, that, oh, I know. He's, he's yeah, he is amazing. Um, he's, uh, that's Rick Baker. Yeah, I know. And I love Rick Baker. And his crew. Yeah. Yeah. I've been blessed to work with some of the greatest. No um, kidding. I mean, you go from Star Wars to Gremlins and and people. Chris Wayless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've been blessed. Um, right place at the right time. Yeah. No kidding. Wow. It's been fun. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then you also. I'm over, I get, I get like it's uh, still like it's not real you know i mean not too many people can say they're a part of the star wars universe you know yeah yeah it's amazing it is and they called me of course for the i worked on force awakens Mm -hmm. what's the name of your character again i forget uh there's cretinus he sits with his brother prashi in maz kanata's castle at that table playing the game okay and when they first walk in i mean right when they walk in he wins the game and, ah, <laughs> and does the laugh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was me. And then a lot of other background stuff with the stormtroopers and the uh, the star killer base stuff. And the, I think I say little scenes, little one-liners. You know, I think there's another part when she's trying to sell some parts or hawk some parts. Mm, yeah, okay. And the one guy says, not enough, not enough, mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And uh just little stuff like that. But the big thing was that they wanted to have that laugh back in the new Star Wars. So Matt Wood was nice enough to, to bring me in for that. Well, I'm glad they did because it brought some of the old charm from the old Star Wars into the new. Oh, well, that's really nice. Nice of you to say. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. What are you up to these days? Anything coming up that you wanted to talk about or promote? Uh, these days I'm, let's see, I mean, literally this week I just had, I just, yeah, I'm always, I didn't sign an NDA on the, <laughs> talk about it. I don't know. there's a new, I'm always kind of like, what am I doing right now? Cause uh-huh. I have trouble remembering, but right. I just finished or I'm almost finished with a game. I do a lot of video game stuff. Okay. A game called tempo and it's for gonna be on tv kind of game i'm not a gamer mm-hmm. um and i'm the wizard that you know welcome to the chronolith he's this type of a wizard and he is the narrator of the whole thing and so i just finished um had a bunch of sessions about 15 hours oh man this week on him he had over three thousand lines wow yeah 
Oh, that's what we said. <laughs> the wow. director and I are like, that's exactly what the email that came to me said. When she <laughs> sent, when the director sent the script, it said, this many pages, wow. <laughs> and wow. My God, these video game characters have more lines than than all the Star Wars put together. Yeah, it's that's like, true. It's because oh there's, since you're not a gamer, there's so many like open world games out there now where you can do pretty much whatever you want to do in the game. And so they have to like say separate lines just in case the, the player does one unique thing. And yeah. they have to do so many different branching off of their, their dialogue. Of all the possibilities mm-hmm. in life. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. So that, um, what else? I do a lot of commercial work. I just, I got um, Brute. There's a Brute can Remember Brute? I do, yeah, I do. That's running now. Um, I had just done that. There's five of them. Be the man. It's okay. The, okay, but yeah, it's a Brute. Uh, a Brute man knows you can call the wife, and then the baby cries. He's got a dirty diaper. Uh, and then he says, or be the man. And then the guy changes the diaper. So, <laughs> and then Brute, the essence of man. So, those are running. There's a bunch of little ven. There's five little vignettes of be the man. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's going on. Um, just finished narrating. I narr- I narrate a show that's running on. Uh, which channel is it? American Sportsman, called Flex Tones Turkey Man, hmm. and it's a uh, turkey hunting. And I do a lot of. I do Remington rifles and ammunition. So. I do a lot of commercial work, narrations, video games. Um, just finished uh, Dark Hour Haunted House. Walpurgisnacht is the end of this month, which is six months exactly till Halloween. Wow. So the haunted houses are doing their Walpurgisnacht. <laughs> What's the matter? Scared or something? <laughs> so anyway, I'm doing always something and auditioning a lot and hoping to get some of that. Nice. And and hopefully, hopefully Gremlins 3 is going to happen soon. And I'm really hoping Gremlins 3 and the next Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two biggest things, certainly. And then I do com- Comic-Cons. But, the, the, but yeah, certainly, I mean, you got to know, I'm really, really hoping to hear something on Gremlins 3. Of course, yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, these things only come along every 10 years. Yeah, no kidding. You know. Or 20. 20. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Everybody write to Warner Brothers. (laughs) Yes, please. Yeah, You mentioned Comic-Cons. Do you have any intention on going to Disney's D23 Expo this summer? I will be at D23. Will you? I will be there, too. Yeah. You will? Yes. Oh, great. Then we will definitely get to meet. Yeah, I'll come by, get an autograph, and, yeah, talk for a few minutes. Yeah. That would be great. We always go, one of the nights we always go over to, what is that Disneyland uh, town that you can oh, just go in? downtown and, Disney, yeah, the free yeah. community to go into, yeah. We'll have to meet down there. For sure. That'd be great. Yeah. I'll be there, okay. I'll be there pretty much the whole week. Great. I was at uh, D23, the last one. So was I. I did, I did not see you there. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Um you know, uh, Salacious Crumb was adopted by Disney. Yep, yep. So I have new parents. <laughs> yeah, he has I'll, new I'll, parents. I'll definitely, so I got to go. I'll yeah. definitely send you an email before 
I head out and we can we can meet up somewhere. Okay, great. Right on. Yes, we definitely will. I'll be there. Well, all right, Mark. So thank you so much for your time. You, like you said, like I said, you were the, the zany voice in my head when I was growing up. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. It's been a pleasure. Really, usually I have the uh, voice actor close out the interview as their character. So would you mind closing out the interview as either one or maybe both characters, uh, Salacious or Gremlin? Well, Saturday morning rerun is yum, yum. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.